Hello and welcome to, to Beth, and, Beth Helen's and Helen's Rules for Life. With Beth and Helen. Yeah, hi. <laughs> this is our first episode. Yeah. Slash pilot. Slash tester. Slash, <laughs> slash all rolled Slappy. into one. Um, um, where we go through our, our five rules for life. And in future episodes, hopefully, we'll... Other people. We'll make some life. friends and be able to talk to them about their five rules for life as well. <laughs> so, why don't you explain what what you mean by rules what for life? What do we mean by rules for life? It's basically the kind of things that you live by without really acknowledging or writing down, or maybe you do write them down. Yeah, but some people might. It's it's the things that you know you you do every day, or the things that you don't do every day deliberately. The way that you treat people, the way you don't treat people, the mm. things you eat, the things you don't eat. What do you want to do? One of your rules first. Should we okay. do it alternate? So you do one, then I do one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I'll go first. Um, and also, this was a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. To distill your life into five things. I think it's harder to come up with more ser- serious ones. Yeah. Just I don't want to give the more meaningful ones. I don't want to give mine away. But you really have to delve deep and think about... Yeah, what do you do every day? What do yeah. you believe? <laughs> okay, so I'll start with a light one. Okay, go on. And anyone who knows me probably thinks this is too obvious. But it is something <laughs> I live by. Yeah. And that is that any and every meal you ever eat will always be enhanced by garlic bread. Oh. And it does mean that I eat <laughs> garlic bread six days out of seven every week. But it makes me really, really happy. Okay. And you would think that some meals don't go with garlic bread. But they do. But they do. Give me some examples of ones <laughs> that wouldn't... Like, I can think of several at the moment. Like, at the moment, I'm thinking about, like, fruit-based. Okay, yeah. I mean, sweet sweet with garlic bread yeah, is difficult. I'm not thinking like a dessert. I'm not expecting you to have garlic <laughs> bread with, with your dessert. You try it. Just a lovely Greek yogurt with a bit of garlic <laughs> bread on the side of the bowl. I'll no. try it. But, no, I mean, any main... Any lunch, any sort of... Maybe not breakfast, because you'll smell the rest of the day. Maybe not, but ultimately, if if I was really hungry and there was leftover garlic bread, I wouldn't it. question eating it. Yeah. It's just such a solid food. Yeah. It's so tasty, and actually so varied. Oh. And you would, think, <laughs> you would think that garlic bread is just garlic bread, but you've got frozen garlic bread, yeah. you've got slices and baguettes, Which you've got your focaccias. Favorite? I go through phases. Okay. Really into the flatbread garlic breads at the moment. Okay. A bit I more expensive, really though, like sadly. I really like the sort of shitty baguette ones. Maybe not shitty. Maybe no, just good. But where it's really like the garlic is literally probably pumped in with like a sausage <laughs> feeder like <laughs> down the middle. And when you cook it, it's all gooey. But that's the best yeah. bit. You're yeah. almost like, I don't need the crust. I just want that one bit. I want the garlic. My dad went through a phase of making his own garlic bread. Sort of when I think it wasn't... He wasn't getting divorced at the time. Maybe it was a couple of years before. Maybe it was the reason for the divorce. <laughs> he decided to... He started doing cooking a bit more. But, like, very basic dishes. And he's not a bad cook in any shape or form. But it was sort of like Italian food. Because yeah. my best friend's Italian. Our best family friends are. And he just put, like... He'd make garlic bread, but it would literally be like a piece of toast or like a baguette <laughs> with just very not finely chopped up garlic, and he'd just sort of spread it around with a spoon. And it was not doesn't the same because it, it has to be great. like garlic butter. That's exactly. where he was going wrong. He did like oil, yeah, and just very chunky piece of garlic, and that's that's not garlic. It can bread. work in very rare circumstances. <laughs> As a garlic bread expert, um, there is one restaurant in Northwest London, mm. little family-run Italian where you have one slice of their garlic bread and you stink of garlic for three days. Yeah. Because there is so much actual garlic on it. Yeah. But it's delicious. Is it the best thing yeah. you've ever had? I'll, I'll bring you there one day. Oh, how exciting. Oh, God. <laughs> Today. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. And do you, so you implement this every day of the week, apart from Sunday, the day of rest. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's sometimes a day where, you know, you go to a nice restaurant or like you're and invited, they and they do, do garlic, garlic bread. bread. <laughs> and I do always ask, and yeah. there is, and I think you know, good good bread with a bit of salty butter is a substitute. Yeah, it's not. The or same. just a bit of oil with a bit of salt. Are you a big salt person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big I'm a time. huge salt person. We're going to die of it. I've sort of accepted <laughs> that I'm going to die of salty heart, heart disease. Heart disease. Mm. 
and I'm really okay with it because I'll have do- I'll I'll live happily. Yeah, you'll have had some tasty food. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. Well, my I think it's a good time to segue onto my I think it first is a good time. rule because it's also food based. Brilliant. Where like if you are walking along the street, I'm putting you in this situation. I'm here. Yeah. You're walking along South Bank. Yeah. And you smell there's like a waffle stand, mm. and you smell. You're like wow those waffles smell incredible I really want to get one my rule for life is street waffles never taste as good as they smell or they never taste how they smell so don't be fooled by it you're going to buy it and it's going to be like cardboard and I learnt this lesson really early on (laughs) I think I was about 11 or 12 wow that's an early one a lot of my my rules I I learnt quite early formative yeah and I remember having a waffle and thinking I'm not, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> my friend Lauren was about to go on the bungee, the bungee <laughs> jump at, at, South Bank. At, at South Bank. Not South Bank, Embankment. Okay. You know, by the aquarium. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the waffles and I thought, this is thoroughly disappointing. Even with a lot of toffee sauce and cream. No, on. because no. you shouldn't have to add stuff. The waffle should taste good. Fair. If it's going to smell like that. I said this to someone the other day and they were like, the same applies for those nuts, you know, the sort of roasted. Caramelised yeah. Things, yeah. But I, but that only applies to street waffles. I think if you go to a good restaurant, if you went somewhere like my old Dutch and had or like duck and waffle, yeah, that's fine. Where they're you're, known for you're the waffle. Allow, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to eat waffles. <laughs> you can eat as many waffles as you like, but make sure you pick the right from one. a certified vendor. Don't spoof it all on a bad waffle. Yeah, that's my advice. That's actually a, that's a really good because what it's doing is just not allowing you to be disappointed yeah too often I think I thoroughly avoid disappointment in my life that's part of a lot of my rules yeah <laughs> avoiding bad waffles <laughs> and avoiding yourself. disappointment throughout your whole life especially with food because if you've paid a lot of money and it's disgusting it's really sad I have a I have a best friend called Ria who I went to university with and the whole time we are at university whenever we went for food she would almost always buy the same dinner as me because she knew if she ordered something <laughs> different, she'd be disappointed with it and she'd want mine. Uh, so she'd enemy. just order mine. But she knew herself. She knew herself. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I like it when people she know her themselves. Rules. Yeah, she knows her rules. <laughs> she knows She's her on rules. next week. Don't order something. It's like when you go to Wagamama's. I'm very unadventurous in Wagamama's unless my dad is paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can leave it. In which case I'm like, oh, I've never had this before. (laughs) What is the ginger chicken udon like? (laughs) I have a friend from university who um, once told me that her family, whenever they go out to dinner at a restaurant, they all order different things that they all like and they share all their plates. Now, I thought that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard because... yeah. Sharing um, your plate is just unacceptable. It. No, I can understand. You know how couples sometimes do a thing where they're like, "Oh, you get that, and I'll get that, and then we can have a bit of each other's." But I don't like it when they swap plates halfway through. <laughs> that annoys me. Where they eat half, and then they're like, "There you go." Here you go. Okay, so that okay, was, so that was, so my... that was our uh, food-related yeah rules. I don't, I think I might. No, I did have another food-related rule, but I decided it wasn't big enough. It wasn't uh, poignant enough, but it was. <laughs> But it, I still stand by it. This is just like a little sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Any white wine or rosé, no matter how disgusting it is, especially in, like, emergencies, as long as you put enough ice in it, it's lovely. Interesting. Not red wine, though. That was why I didn't put it in, because I was going to go, any wine. You can drink any wine, no matter how disgusting it is, as long as you put ice in it. But you can't put ice in red wine. No, you can't. Unless it's a chilled red wine, which does exist. Really? But I think, A, that's disgusting. B, if you put ice in it that makes it even worse yes dear Claire I think that's what um, I have a big debate with my boyfriend about Diet Coke and normal Coke because Diet Coke's disgusting oh really and um, (laughs) I really tell me more (laughs) I've never had it (laughs) and he puts it in the freezer for a long time before he drinks it so it's basically nearly ice by the time he drinks it gross um, which we've discovered is because then you can't taste it so I think if you make something Uh, too cold too cold you can't taste it it's just a liquid yeah but that's that's exactly why it's um, that that rule only applies in emergencies. Yeah, because you just need the booze. If you need the booze, and you're like, oh no, this is disgusting. But if you fill it with ice, you're like, wow, what a <laughs> wonderful. I'm tasting grapes. I'm tasting <laughs> ice. <laughs> uh, right. Second rule. Second rule. Okay. 
rule for life. Um, rule for living. So my second rule for life or living <laughs> yeah. is that if somebody seems like an arsehole, they probably are an arsehole. Yes, I agree with that. This is interesting because I feel like we've gone along similar tangents. Yeah? Yeah. But tell me more. So, Well, I think I'm a big believer in the gut reaction. Yeah. If you have a visceral reaction to someone on first meeting, you're probably right. Yeah. And I've spent a long time ignoring that reaction and just being like, oh, but people are nice, really. Or, oh, oh but I can make them nice. Oh, no. Or, but give them a chance. Maybe they were having an off day. And every time... They were not having an They're off day. That's just what they were like. Once a dick, always a dick. Yeah. I think that's very truthful, and you should go with your gut instincts every single time. I think I'm always... I'm such a negative person. <laughs> <laughs> I come across as very positive, but I think on the inside I'm quite neg- I'm a neggy nunu, and I will always think the... No, maybe not think the worst of someone when I first meet them, but mm. I'll always be very willing to go, mm, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. My gut instinct is always to go, ooh, I like them, but... And are you often right? Um, mm, Sometimes I'd say... I, I think I'm I'm I haven't learned as quick as you have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it takes me a while to pick up on stuff like that and, the to, and to go. Oh no, they are a dick. I'm yeah. going to stay away from them now. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you know you have to speak to a lot of people and. Yeah. It's quite hard to people keep, are everywhere. Keep your little notebook about who's a dick and who's <laughs> not. Also, I think. Um, it's a bit like it can be a bit like childbirth especially if it's like a close friend of yours or someone you've known for a long time Mm. you can slip into forgetting how painful and awful they are yeah and sort of contact them again or something (laughs) happens to them and you're like oh oh, i'll I'll send them a thing like happy birthday and then they'll be a dick back and you're like oh they were a dick i forgot yeah and now i'm just gonna stop doing that yeah I had that with a friend of mine where every time we sort of got back in touch, I'd go for a drink with him and he'd just be so horrific. I'd go, oh, that's why I stopped. Right, this is the last time I'm ever going to see you. And then a year later, he'd get in touch and I'd be yeah. like, oh, how's he doing? <laughs> I think as a tangent to that rule, there's often a reason and we do forget. If you haven't worked with someone, spoken to someone, hung out with someone for a long time, there's normally a reason. Yeah. Not always. No, not always. Sometimes you've got, you know, Sometimes shit going you've on, you're busy. Shit to do. But no, I, I agree with that rule. Yeah. It's quite a simple one, but I think it's effective to live by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep them out. I think everyone is an arsehole, rule number two. <laughs> People are awful, don't go to parties. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I have a rule that's slightly similar to that, so I feel like maybe I'll save that for later. Okay. Or do you think I should do it now? Um, you can do it now if you want. Do whatever do you think. Yeah, is it yeah. quite nice having ones that are quite similar? <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it thematically. Um, so my second rule for life is if someone is making you feel insecure or like a dick or like getting into your head or making you feel not nice, it's because they are insecure not because of anything to do with you. Yeah. You're a really good guy. <laughs> You're a great person. Usually. It's nothing to do with you. It's all to do with their insecurity and they're projecting it onto you. Yeah. And try and remember that mm. because it's quite hard to. Sometimes you're hard. in situations and you go, oh God, is it really true what they're saying? Am I awful? Did, did that really happen? <laughs> Am I a huge dick? Mm, no, probably not. Try and take a step back. <laughs> take a moment. Have a little think about them and their their issues. And often it is so sort of um, unsubtle in the the projection of what they are worrying about within themselves, putting yeah. it onto someone else. I always yes. find that fascinating. Where it's like, it's not even like they've tried to disguise it. It's like mm. I'm I've done this thing, so I'm going to yeah. make out that you've done that thing. Yeah. Yeah, with other women, where you will get sometimes if it's like competition but you will get it with men as well don't yeah know why yeah. i'm gendering it so much no oh, but you there's get it a... usually with men i don't yeah. know what i'm talking about where you'll put other they'll put you down uh about your work about how you look well, it's often... often power isn't it yeah i often get it with age i mm. met a woman um up in edinburgh this year who i because of this rule was like i'm not even going to talk to her yeah, yeah i know she wants to make me feel shit 
Yeah. She was like, how old are you? What, like, 12? I was like, <laughs> Good one. No, 27. And I've worked with a lot of the people that you have. Yeah. <laughs> that you're name-dropping to try and make me feel shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's a friend of mine. <laughs> no, I think the age thing is su- in work is such a um, is such a big thing of, like... often It is often male um, people in, in the film industry who... Um, are doing the same thing as you but are maybe 10 years senior yeah. and really fucking hate that you're doing it and yeah. you're younger and that you're a woman and that you're a woman and that you have breasts and I have tits <laughs> but yeah it's this it's, but it is it's obviously coming from that person it's nothing that you've done you can't have offended yeah. them by existing and like doing the things that you do that's why you've got to remember this rule Helen it's a really important points, rule but sometimes it's hard to recognise but when you do recognise it shut it off <laughs> Shut them up. Get them out the front Get door. Get them out. <laughs> Put them on your little blacklist. Yeah, so that's that's my second rule. That's a good rule. Yeah, which sort of is similar, similar to yours. Yeah, basically. Except more pointed. Keep keep the arsehole They might bay. hide that they're an arsehole quite mm. well and come across quite nice, but you'll be there being like, oh, I feel like shit about myself. Why? <laughs> it's like that classic thing of always watch how somebody treats the waiter or the bartender. Yeah, I so agree with that. I once worked at a, at a Weatherspoons uh, in my summer holiday at university. Lovely. That was fun. <laughs> and um, I do remember we weren't allowed to take tips because it's a chain. Really? Insider info, guys. That's um, weird. Yeah, you weren't allowed to take tips. Did you get... Were there tip jars? No. no. Oh, that's dog yeah, shit. Yeah, bit, bit shit. But um, there was, a, there was a, often guys, and this was in... Um, biggest spoons in, in Europe Ooh. Uh, so it was sort of a club name names <laughs> <laughs> just a name drop uh, a big name drop there but it was a club as well as a, a spoons bar slash restaurant okay. and so it got a bit rowdy yeah. at 1am on a Friday especially and, when you're um, having bangers and mash while you're at <laughs> <from> the club <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do, do no. too much for your uh, <laughs> digestion um, but there was there was a couple of guys who would be like trying to give you a tip and you'd be like I'm not allowed to take the tip and they would throw money at you Wow. Coins. I mean, I would take that. <laughs> I'd be I like, it up. thank you so much. But not if it was thrown like at my face. Yeah, thankfully I didn't get I'll any I'll take bruises. money any way I can get it. Wow. Even if it's being thrown at me. <laughs> Especially when it's being thrown I actually thrown had to film a scene the other day where I was playing a music video honey, but like a really shit one. Um, where we're trying to get our feminist message across through our through our, Sexy our artwork, right. um, and I had to sit on the bonnet of a car, which I've never done before. It's very slippy. It's very hard to stay <laughs> on there. Um, and I had to pour. It was like I was pouring money on myself, but instead of it being notes, it was just like ones and two piece. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me shit. So I was just there, like they were filming in slow mo, and I'm just like pouring. Was it pain coppers? A little bit. Mm. Found a few in my bra at the end of the day. <laughs> made the profit. In some crevices. <laughs> like I said, I'll take money anywhere I can get it in my bra. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, well, that's. I'm sorry about that. It's fine. It's a long time ago. I'm sorry. Clearly but not I over also it, but... hope you made some money out of it. Couple of quid. Got a couple of quid to the face. <laughs> speaking of speaking of money. Speaking of time is money. Time is What's money. your third rule? My third rule is. Um, it's quite a light one, it's, okay. It's but it's very life enhancing, and it is don't be afraid to pet every dog you ever meet. Oh, that's sweet. Because dogs are very pure, <laughs> they're very sweet, yeah. they mean well, yeah. and they're very cute. And actually, I have a dog allergy, oh. which is a very cruel thing that the universe gave me. But if you just have a brief pet, it's not too bad. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs> Take a Benadryl. And wear a wear a hazmat suit. Uh, <laughs> And feel free to pet that dog. <laughs> as long as you've got your gloves. Yeah. Um, but I think that's lovely. And you know what? In fact, sometimes I take this rule too far, as uh, Mrs. Power, producer over there, um, oh, will testify. Saffron Powers. Saffron Powers. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a feeling of that. Yeah, it really does. We uh, we were once driving uh, down the road. To the train station, and what did we spot? A woman. With a very, very cute puppy. Yeah. Tiny. Tiny puppy. Ball of fluff, like literally ball of fluff. Little cavapoo, but it was Oreo coloured. What's a cavapoo? Stop uh, it. King Charles Cavalier with a poodle. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> you don't know what a cavapoo is. Is it like a king? Okay. A cav- king Charles Cavalier Spaniel mixed with a poodle. Wowzers. Very so cute. So like fluffy with long ears? No? No. Sh- oh. uh, yeah, longish ears. 
very fluffy. fluffy. I don't know much that. about dogs. I'm literally raising no, this table. Here you go. There's a cup of poo. On the way. Oh, lovely. It's like really fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really like so it. So we spotted this dog and rapidly I pulled over to the side of the road. Not me, yeah. I had nothing to do with You me. were sat in the front seat. I wasn't she did, that. <laughs> she did encourage it. And we stopped and we said, I'm really sorry, but that is a very cute dog. Can we have a pat? A and pat. This, this woman, this American woman, <laughs> told us that this was the dog's first ever walk outside. So it was a big day. Yeah. And she then put the puppy in the car, Aww. let us have a stroke. We took some pics. Very brave of her. He was brave of her. I thought you going to say, she picked him up, she put him in the car, went, <laughs> stay the fuck away from my dog. <laughs> <laughs> also would have been a valid response. Yeah. But she let us have a pat. And then actually, I think we exchanged numbers. She was like, do you live locally? Do you want to do some dog walking? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she never followed up on it, sadly. Oh, shame. But she I think that you were dog she probably did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it gave you're, us. You're a pacifier. <laughs> you took her number. You took. Her she number gave it to me. Walks. To be fair, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I didn't force it out of her. Very sweet. <laughs> uh, but it made our day a lot brighter. Oh. And it was brilliant for the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> got a really good content. I I'm not a huge dog fan. Oh, sorry, guys. Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. But as in, like, I wouldn't want my own dog. Are you a cat person? I have a cat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh god. Okay. One rule: don't speak to dog people. They're all dicks. No, <laughs> uh, no. no I, I like a dog. Oh, I like a dog as much as the next person, <laughs> um, but not as much as the next person. I, I like dogs and think dogs are lovely. I just wouldn't have my own. There are a lot so of work. So it's interesting. Yeah, there are a lot of work. I think to me, it depends. I don't like if they're too smelly, but yeah. the, I, I fully, wholeheartedly agree with your rule. It's lovely to pat a dog yeah. because it's just such unconditional love. Mm. And I was with my friend Inez a few weeks ago and we literally crossed the road because she saw a dog she wanted to pat. She sounds like someone I And it really made her day. <laughs> yeah. And it was really sweet. It was like a husky puppy. Aww. And she was like, I've patted him before. The owner remembers me. <laughs> and the owner was, she was like, I think I've pet your dog before. And the owner was like, have you? <laughs> but I re- it's really nice. Like, there was a dog. I said this the other day also at the pub. There was a dog that came up to me. I think it was like a French bull. No, not French bulldog. Sort of like French bulldoggy puggy territory. Yeah. And I really liked it. You know, when you get really good vibes off a dog, yeah. I was like, that's my kind of dog. Yeah. I could even have that dog. Wow. I would have that as wow. my dog. That's how much I'm enjoying it. a good it. one. I just think I kind of treat it like a hobby, you know? Like, mm. I, I'm looking for dogs. <laughs> if I see them wearing a jacket, this that's is gonna be really, really This is going to be really, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really useful in the trial. <laughs> I've got, yeah, we've got full evidence of Helen talking about how she approaches the dogs, how she grooms them, cats them. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's a fun, innocent yeah. <laughs> hobby. Uh, and it's, it's just very joyous. And mm. I would highly recommend. Yeah. And there is a dog, there is a dog spotting group on oh. Facebook, which has over a million members. And you post <laughs> pictures of dogs that you see. Oh. And sometimes you get up to 15,000 likes. Wow. So uh, have, you po- you have you posted any? Do it. Oh, yeah, I have. Big time. I'm trying to think back to where my uh, slight dislike of dogs comes from. I think it's the lack of control. Sometimes you have a lack of control with them. And this goes back to... Um, my, my best friend Laura when we were younger. You're a lot of best friends. I'm just going to point. Yeah, them out. I really, really do. But they girl. also. No, but they, I all love. I I all love them. I love all of them equally. But they all serve different purposes. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. No. That's Laura I, I that. is my oldest childhood best friend. Mm. I've known her since I was two. Still oh, know wow. her now. That's right, guys. <laughs> um, and we used to go skiing in Italy because she is Italian and her grandma lives up a tiny mountain in Italy. Lovely. So that's where we go skiing. And at the top of the mountain, there is a tiny little cafe. Um, where there was a, a, a husky called Whiskey. He <laughs> um, was really great and really fluffy and we really loved him. But at one point we were sort of sat in the snow with her older brother doing snow angels and Whiskey just like got on top of me and started humping me <laughs> and I couldn't move. Traumatic. Yeah. yeah that is, that is. And Laura and her brother were laughing so much and it was sort of like a deep shame that I was being humped by a dog but that's because <laughs> I couldn't get him off me. God, it's terrifying. Yeah, because they're quite big. Well, it all makes sense now. Yeah. But he was a lovely dog, very fluffy. And when he died, they got another husky, and they called it vodka. I think that's a theme. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I wonder if that's it. Because like with cats, you can pick them up and chuck them off. (laughs) 
I sound like scratchy. Thing. That's my thing with cats. Yeah, I but dogs can thinking. as well. Really? Yeah, I can't tell what they're thinking. With uh, a dog, yeah, I dog, know what he's can. feeling. A cat, oh, does he hate me? Does he love me? Will he scratch my eye out? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all of those at once. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he well, loves you. He hates you. He's going to kill you. He wants you to feed him. He loves you. No, it's too much. It's too much. Having said that, I met a kit the other day and I think I'm converted. Really? Yeah. Have you seen there's a short film called Mr. Biscuits with David Elms in it? No, but I. Oh! David Elms and Will Andrews, and it's all about a man as if he's a dog. And me and my my housemate Vicky find it so funny because he speaks as if he's a dog and he goes, I love you. I love you. There's no one else. Are you gone? Are you going? Are you coming back? When are you coming back? I'm hungry. I love you. It's like the dogging up. Yeah. What's that dog called? Oh, that's really cute. Don't know. Charles really called, my boyfriend calls me that name, that dog's name, but I've forgotten it. Because oh. he's always like, squirrel, this, and like, this. that's oh, what I do yeah, with dogs. I do that, I point everything out. Um, okay. Right, I've, okay. I've got a third rule for you. Brilliant. You can wear tights with absolutely anything, no matter how revealing it is, and it automatically makes it not slutty. Mm, you could be wearing one. hot pants and you'd be wearing 60 denier tights and you're like, I'm covered up. <laughs> I can go to church in this. My only thing with <laughs> hot pants and tights. Yes. Pick a season. Uh, yes yeah because yeah I'm, yeah not in summer obviously this rule is hard to apply in the summer Fair. but i think you should use it liberally yeah. anything can be worn with tights and like you could be wearing a skirt that you would never be seen dead in in the mm, summer mm. and that you're like i am free i'll ride a bike it's, it's because <laughs> fair skin is very aggressive yeah it's very sexual concept, yeah and also because tights i think i associate with when i was you know five yeah me in my too. little felt dress yeah. with my tights so it's very infantilizing. And wool tights. Wool tights. <laughs> they were good. I mean, wool tights automatically make anything. Like Even those patterned outfit. ones used to get yeah. from nine fifteen and yeah. new look. 9:15. You know, 9:15. those little little jazzy ones you could get. Tammy, did Tammy? Oh, Tammy girl. Tammy girl. I had a brilliant top from Tammy girl. <laughs> it said something like, you know, like fuck off you no I didn't say that it was like, but it had some sort of really aggressive Imagine statement Tammy girl just had like an illicit section <laughs> fuck off mum shut up you bitch <laughs> I mean I'd, I'd buy those yeah we'd be there that's one of my favourite things is when t-shirts have slogans that may, make no sense especially when you go abroad one my one of my favourite ones me and my friend Sasha found is one that said I love daddy's money <laughs> and it was for an adult woman it wasn't a kid's t-shirt also it's a weird thing for a kid to wear a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> Hello, daddy's money. My pocket money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, wool tights I wear much less these days. I'm much more of a fan of uh, the 60 Dernier. Yeah. And what are they called? M&S. Heat ones. Always M&S. Mm. Yes. Heat saving, whatever they're yes, called. Yes, they're called like... Uh, keep you cool, keep you warm, whatever the weather. Hydro sensor. Mm. That's some, some, something sensor. Body sensor. Body sensor. I mean, it's dog shit. They don't keep you warm when it's cold and cold. They're quite expensive. Warm, and they're quite expensive, but they... You always must invest in. That is another rule on t- that I'm adding on top of this rule. Invest in expensive tights. Absolutely. I don't mean like forty quid a pair, but I mean go to M and S and stock up for the winter. Six quid a pair. There is no point going to Primark. I did it once when I was at university. Went to Primark and bought a pack of six tights. I I put one on, ripped them. <laughs> put another on, ripped them. Put another one, ripped them, and I was like, "Well, this is it. <laughs> I'm going out bare leg." <laughs> Rules for putting on tights, though, because people have a very different way. How do you roll them down and then, then do it like a bit at a time? Yeah, I, I put my arm in. Oh, you put your arm in. Arm in. Roll them down. One leg on. Yeah. When I see people literally just opening. And oh, that's so them. weird. <laughs> How do you do Who that? does that? My whole skin goes. That's a skill if they can do it. They just just sit there for like, five minutes and put, put, put both, both feet on at the same time and just like that's how you put a wetsuit on yeah. and you're just like slowly trying to get your leg in there are people out there that do that it's well they're sick and wrong yeah. and I hope they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> bye bye goodbye if I could do you know I once heard that the Beckhams buy new underwear every time they wear underwear wow. yeah, they, they never reuse that. it really bad OCD oh okay interesting and he has to wear a clean pair every time wow too bad he has a thing with is it H&M? He probably so gets free underwear. Exactly. Yeah. He and he's got the cash. He's not He's not short of a bob or two. Because he price. loves daddy's money. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Justin Bieber do it as well. That's yeah. very wasteful. It is very, very wasteful. You know when we're being told to like make sure you do your 30 wears of all your clothes because mm. we're wasting all of this carbon yeah. something and something something and water. The, the planet. It's actually probably just David Beckham and Justin Bieber changing <laughs> their pants every single day. Yeah. It's not our problem. No, they need to sort it Someone out. Someone needs to be targeting Justin Bieber and David 
over Beckham going, wear your bloody pants more Just than one day. You'll do it. I'll wear them. You've got a bloody cleaner probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But I, I, if I could do it with one item of clothing where I'd have it fresh every time, it would be tights. Yeah. I don't even like taking tights off and then putting them back on in the mm. same day. God, I'm so like David Beckham. <laughs> no, it's just something because they get all a bit wrinkly and a bit saggy. Yeah, they sort of find a shape, don't they? Yeah, it whereas really... if they're on, lovely. Yeah, great. Take them off at the end of the day, fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of taking them off, putting them back on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's my rule. I'm a real tights gal. Tights, well, you're wearing having, tights right yeah, now. Yeah, having said that, in the summer, I'm all over the day that I wear bare legs for the first time. You've got to have that when fresh time wax. for bare legs, yeah. And then in the winter, I'm sort of like, ugh, I don't want to put tights back on. And then when I do, I'm like, hello, come <laughs> to mama. Um, but yeah, that's my rule is I, I, maybe it's just a rule for me. I can wear anything with tights. And it makes it. And it makes it. Non-sexual. Um, okay, um, yeah. I don't get any wolf whistles. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, we all do. We all do. We all suffer from no, tights all don't men. protect you. Tights don't protect you, no. Yes, so that is that is a disclaimer I'd like to say. You can wear tights with anything and make it not slutty, but it doesn't protect you from pig men. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should develop some tights that do protect you from sexual harassment. Yeah, what can we put on them that would really not appeal? Uh, don't know. There's not, I was going to say, there's nothing really. Is no, there? there's nothing. We're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, rule number... Was that my three? That was your three. Okay. So my four... Yeah quit things when you want to quit them so this is controversial because some people are like you should stick out the job you should finish the book you need to finish the movie even though you hate it don't walk out the cinema and I'm saying no you should finish if you want to quit quit I like that so it's very carpe diem (laughs) carpe diem Um, I just think that there's a lot of shudders you know like oh you you should do this for X, Y, Z reason, which is all kind of bollocks. And you, if you've started a book, why don't you just finish it? But I feel like actually it just kind of like just blocks you. Yeah. And it stops you from, from doing the things that you should be doing. And it's the system bringing you down. <laughs> no, but I think I, d- I did something at university. I can't remember what it was. Uh, f- probably Foucault, is that his name? Foucault. Foucault, yes, Helen, we can take him. <laughs> and how he wrote this whole thing about systems and how you're just constantly put into a system like you're at school, yeah. then you're at work, then you're in prison. <laughs> prison, in prison is one of the systems. Um, but how you just get stuck in it because we're trained to be in a system and want to be in a system and we're in one. Well, like mice. Yeah, no matter how hard we try. Yeah. Right now we're in the podcasting system. Oh. <laughs> um, free. But yeah, I agree I agree with that and I wish that was something I applied to my life more. I mean, there is, you know, there is, there's responsibilities yeah. and there's things that you need, you know, you need to earn money and you need to, um, you know, I wouldn't go to my best friend's wedding and quit midway through the ceremony because I was bored. Like, you know, there's, there's yeah, certain there's things certain where things. you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. But I think when you can, you know, if it's like, oh, like I've only been at this job for six months and I've got a better offer elsewhere, but I should stay because it looks bad or like, you know, I should finish this book because I've bought it. But if it's not bringing you joy, yeah, why the, would you carry on? Yeah. Get onto the one that you're going to read in two days and it's going to be a blast. Exactly. And also with relationships, you know? Yeah. If it's not working for you, be it a friendship or a a romantic relationship, don't be afraid to quit. Yeah. And I think friendships are quite hard because we don't have a, like... We don't have a language for friendships in the way we do with romantic relationships. Yeah. There's not really a way of, like, like breaking up. up. Yeah. But sometimes, like you were saying, if someone's very toxic or there's really just nothing holding you together anymore... Then there's no shame in it? Yeah. in ending something that's not bringing anyone any happiness. I really agree with that rule, Helen. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. It's a real good one. I like it because it's like a bit of like just I want, doing I want, what I want to walk out of this office and quit everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to quit lunch now because I am full. <laughs> Okay, I've, I'm trying to work out what my next, next rule one? will be because it is really hard to to distill 
these things into five. It really is. But, I think know. one of mine, which perhaps, which I think is, it's, I think this is a rule I live by, but also one that I think people should do, is that you should try, if you can, to get to know your family members as an adult. Mm. Like, it's a real, ju- like, it's a real jump. I remember, and I think this about my brothers at the moment, I really want my my brothers to get to know my dad. Yeah. <laughs> As like an adult, which they they do know him, they're <laughs> not separate from him. But it's such like a jump of when you go, okay, I am who I am now, mm. and now I'm not a teenager, I'm not a kid, yeah, and I'm getting to know my parent as as me and being. as them, yeah. And it's just interesting. I feel like that about my grandma. I know my grandma very well, and I, I even now I feel like I'm still learning things about her because I'm an adult and I ask her different things yeah. other than can I have some more sweets <laughs> <laughs> but you know I I really value that relationship with her and I think it's very important because a lot of people sort of just see you see parents or you know older family members as sort of this separate entity where they're like oh well, they're my parents I can't mm. talk to them about that Obviously, I'm not saying go and talk to your parents about your sex life or anything like that. Which you can. If you want to. If you wanted to. But as in, like, just, you know, yeah. have a nice big chat with them and ask them questions you want to ask them. Yeah. Like, my grandma keeps coming out with things that I, I never knew about her and I really like. Like, she's just really girl power and I never <laughs> realised. And she was telling me, you know, probably, like, sort of sexual harassment and the whole Me Too movement probably not something a lot of people have discussed with their grandmas um but i have because she sort of brought up the fact that you know back in the day when she was working as a secretary that there was like the boss used to come around and tickle her knees what yeah and she thought he was a horrible old pervert i mean he was and she was pregnant at the time and i wanted to be and she was like i wanted to punch him in the face (laughs) and i was like you should have done grandma she was like it's fine i was pregnant and i was leaving there and i never went back (laughs) but it's that thing of going it's the injustice like i would never you know i we all experience you know sexual harassment and sexual predators and things like that in daily life it's not ever something that you apply to your grandma so when she tells you about it it's sort of it's like a real womanhood thing you go we've all we all have these experiences my grandma has these experiences it's just not something you talk about at christmas dinner with your entire family (laughs) it's like a one-on-one chat where your grandma tells you she used to get her knees tickled by top of the knee or under the knee i think top of the knee but it's still really a bit creepy isn't it and she was married, pregnant. Not that that makes any difference. No. But you just go... The balls of him the to balls just... The balls of him to just go around and tickle secretary's knees. Yeah. Fucking weird. Um, but also that, she, yeah, she constantly says how much she loves all the girls in her family. And I'm like, Aww. yes, mama. There are some boys. She does love them too. <laughs> but not as much. But I think it's very important for people to get to know their family members yeah. as adults. Which most people do, but really get in there. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And also, especially with grandparents, I always think like... Having having studied history, yeah. um, you know we, we have family members and family friends who have lived these incredible lives. Yeah, you know, like like been evacuated in the war or like lived through all these changes and seen society go from you know the forties or fifties or earlier or whatever. Yeah. And now we've got you know VR yeah. and um, <laughs> um, and I, and we don't ask them about all yeah. this stuff and it's like. They're right there. They've got so man, many stories to tell and things they can pass down and we don't really yeah. ask I about can, it or record yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. The next podcast, podcast we're doing yeah, it's called is Chat With My Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's my rule. I think it's very nice to... That's a nice rule, actually. I'm panicking because I don't know what my no, final I know. rule, rule is. Rule number five is tough because I've got a lot, I've got a few here vying for I attention. feel like I should have come up with something more meaningful to go out on. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for one that's quite all-encompassing. Okay. Uh, because that's a, that's a cop-out. So okay. I'm going to go with... It's very, it's very broad, but I'll find some specifics within okay. it. Okay. We'll discuss. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a safe space. Um, <laughs> I think it's very important to find the things that make you happy and do them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to blend this in with a bit of hygge. Okay. You know, the well, Scandi thing. Car. <laughs> <laughs> get a bit of folk car. in a there. Bit a bit of, of plateau. A bit of higgy. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Hugo. Yeah. The thing of, like, find all the, like, warm drinks in the fireplaces and yes. indulge. Um, 
So kind of like that, but find your, find your little things that make you happy. So for me, I've, at least once a month, I've got to watch either, and you'll love this, The Parent Trap. Yes. Or Josephine's Technical Dreamcoat starring John yes. Osmond. Yes. And yes. They, yes. <laughs> they bring me so much joy and ground me in what really matters. Yeah. Um, musicals and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And Lindsay Lohan pre-rehab. Pre-rehab. <laughs> Lindsay when she was two of her. Yeah, when she was um, pure. Like dogs. When she was pure. <laughs> pat her. Yeah, just um, a little pat. And, and, you know, when it's for nine months out of the year, put the heating on. Yeah. You know, don't go around being cold. I so agree with that. There's no point, like, I mean, you might be saving money, but you'll be miserable. Yeah. That was sort of a rule I thought of. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not going to do, but it was an idea, which is spend your, when you have money, spend it on enjoying yourself yes. and being happy. Yeah. Instead of like, I mean, also obviously save some in <laughs> case. But uh, what I've learned, yeah, what I've learned from my dad is whenever he earned a bit of money, he just took us on a big holiday. Yeah. And you and remember it, it. Those are, uh, We had the best times ever. We'd yeah. go for like three weeks just driving around America and it was the best thing ever. Yeah. We came home, couldn't eat, sure. <laughs> but we would eaten enough in America to, yeah, see you through. to hibernate till yeah, yeah. spring. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's very nice. Heating, I fully agree with. I always want to have the heating on. I'm constantly, as, as a kid, I'd always argue with my dad about the heating. Yeah. Sneak it on, he'd turn it off sneak it on yeah. turn it off same thing I'm now happens with my boyfriend sneaker. yeah i don't know what it is about men and being but that's warm. probably the balance as in it's warm it, it adjusts the temperature yeah yeah so you never get too hot yeah <laughs> <laughs> or too cold yeah because you're just constantly the heating your boiler's probably going to break soon <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be really cold yeah but then you know find those and you know what else what else makes you happy for me putting songs on really loudly in the car yeah. not necessarily good songs but songs that I enjoy yeah and just finding those moments yeah. in what's otherwise sometimes a bleak world very bleak very uh, bleak, bleak, bleak and very cold bleak and cold <laughs> and it gets dark very early <laughs> and you have to get up early and it's dark and you know all that rubbish just, yeah. just find the nice things yeah and embrace them and prioritise them oh wow it's really like a philosopher. Philosophy with Helen. That's what we should call this podcast. That's another podcast we're doing. We're yeah. very busy. I really like that and I agree with it and think it's very wise. I'm trying to think about the things I do to make myself happy. Yeah, what are your tea? Tea. Love a cup of tea. I'm all over it. And a tea anywhere and I'll be happy. Yeah. Hot chocolate. I'm such a nana. I do love a hot yeah, chocolate. Yeah. It's not the first thing I'll go for. I used to as a child and I used to frequently spill them on myself. Oh. And I have to spend the whole day with hot chocolate all over me. So... You're more now. wary as an adult <laughs> that's a lesson I've learnt um, yeah having a nice cup of tea and just having a sit down <laughs> having how, a sit down how, how old, old do, you? do I sound how old do I sound do you know something I've, I've suddenly got more into um, having a nice hug with your family <laughs> a family hug yeah um, putting, putting on a bit of uh, choral music Oh, but yeah. it kind of started when um, we had a baby and he would only sleep with music on in the background. Oh, yeah. So rather than listen to you know the Peppa Pig theme tune on loop yeah. or uh, In the Night Garden, which I do love, and you know Derek Jacobi is a, is a brilliant man, um, we thought we'll just put Classic FM on. Yeah. And also it's meant to make the kids smarter, right? Anyway, yeah. so, so we started having Classic FM on and then we leave it on when we went to sleep. Yeah. So it was in the room. And I began you know this process of lying in the dark before bed, listening to these beautiful songs... And I was like, this is so great and wholesome. And it makes me, you know, I couldn't write music to save my life, but it makes me appreciate people that do. Yeah. And so then I was like... Up to them. Going back to my childhood, well, not childhood, but, you know, senior school, being in a choir. Yeah. And how much fun we would have and, like, how it's, it's lovely to, to sing a bit of Adam Lay Bounden or whatever on a <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. And so I start listening to some hymns. That's what just in the car happy. and make sure no one was watching but when I, I turn them off I think that's quite uh, again if I have children I think about this all the time like my dad had a baby a few years ago who's now three and in Very the cute. car the other day he had a like a kids song CD in the car and I thought what is it that makes children want to listen to that the parents have to buy those CDs <laughs> The kids don't know what's on them. You yeah. could actually just get them to listen to anything. Cardi so why, B. Yeah. <laughs> why not get them hooked on Cardi B's new album, <laughs> singing all of the lyrics? But, like, if, yeah, classical music is nicer for you to listen to as a parent than Peppa Pig or, you know, Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes on a loop. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good to be able to choose 
the music your kids listen to, yeah, especially yeah. if it makes you more happy and yeah. zen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love listening. I absolutely love listening. Uh, I think my favourite genre of music is fake reggae. Fake reggae? Yeah, like reggae by white people. <laughs> my favourite. Like, you know that song, uh, what's it called? It's the one that goes, ooh, baby, I love You'd be 40? Yeah. You'd be 40 are great. Yeah, but I, that is my Is that top... classified as fake reggae? No, not you'd be 40. Peter Frampton? No, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it You're Peter right. Frampton? White guy with reggae. Yeah, with, um... and it's got Big Mountain, that's what they're called, but with Peter... Oh, yeah. This makes me happy. White guys <laughs> with dreadlocks in awful caftans on a beach. Do you think they'd be offended if you called it fake reggae? Yes. Really? Is, it, is this ironic? Or? No, this not. isn't ironic, but I just love it so hard. How did they get Winona? They didn't. I think this was a part of a soundtrack on a movie, on a uh, film, okay. so they're showing clips. You know how okay. they used to do that in the old days yeah, when they yeah. were like, we don't know what to do for the video, <laughs> so we're just going to post some... Big Mountain. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think they've done any other song, but I love a bit of um, a fake reggae. That's a, that's a great... There's another song I love, which isn't fake reggae, but it's called Sweat. <laughs> Who's it by? Sweat. In a circle. Yeah, in a circle. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. I love that one. I used to play it to my brothers and realise that it was like a really illicit song. Oh. Oh, yeah, this is a great one. And look at that hair. La, 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 la. He's having a great time. Also, it's just got a great tune. It is got a good tune. Reminds me of Mysterious Girl. That Mysterious Girl is like peak fake reggae. Yeah. Peak. Is it? Okay. This is it. Tune. And if you cry out, if I'm going to push, it, I'll some push more. it some more. Okay. Oh, you slightly ruined if it. you cry out, but it means like in a sexy Screaming. way. Yeah, yeah. Or does it? We don't know. Hashtag Very <laughs> questionable. Can you explain your lyrics? Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so we moving we on do from your fake final... reggae. My final one, I think, is a bit of a disappointment. And okay. I wish I could come up with a better one. But hey, podcasting, you can edit it in. <laughs> uh, my rule that I sort of go by in general is don't eat at places that have pictures of their food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top. top. Or, oh. plas- or slash and plastic chairs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Don't eat yeah. at places that have pictures of their food. Of their food. The only loophole of this is if you're abroad. <laughs> I sound like a... If you're abroad <laughs> and you can't find somewhere that doesn't have a picture of its salmon juice beets, then you can eat there. Uh, yeah, that's my only thing. Yes, some nice restaurants abroad. And in England in general, don't eat anywhere that has pictures of its food. No. Especially on the menu itself. Outside, <laughs> full blown it's no. It's like they're trying to convince themselves. Yeah, but it's just never also. But I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, I wonder if this is a loophole because on Deliveroo and Uber Eats now, they've started putting pictures of all a lot of the dishes they have. alongside. Does that mean you can't do Deliveroo? No, everyone. <laughs> you can still have Deliveroo, but I will often say the food will never match up to the is picture. Is it the quality of the picture that's the issue? Because Yes, often... they're often quite grainy. They're yeah. often laminated. <laughs> <laughs> also, another rule on top of that, don't ever eat a place that has laminated the food menu. on display like oh, outside for the yeah, whole day. Yeah, that's weird. You often get it like with pizza places yeah. or like uh, there's one in Leicester Square with the cupcake. Yes. And I noticed this the other day, they've got milkshakes on display where they've got all the cream and it's just slowly sagging. <laughs> I was like, that's not inviting. Yeah, that's that's a big rule of mine. Although I was watching this weird programme, not a weird programme, I don't remember what it was, about how there's a huge market in Japan for fake food. What? Like, what do you mean? M- like food models. Like plastic apples? Yeah. But like really intricate ones, like like uh, what are they called? What's they look real? Yeah, things that look real but aren't. Wow. They just have huge shops of them on what display. What do they do with them? People just buy them, look just at them, put them think on they're your pretty. Window sill. Yeah, just have a little eclair that looks really real. That's bizarre. With like whipped like tss, tss, whipped cream blobs on. Oh, oh Sammy. I'm so sorry. Was I supposed to put it on? Obviously. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, well, stop recording. Huge Rule number one. Now. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'll get better. I'll get Jesus. Better. She's that one in the cinema that's phone oh, stops by Tina Brady. Tina Healy would never have her <laughs> no, phone on during Radio shit. 1 drive time. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that's, that's a big rule. That don't, is a good rule. Don't eat at places that have food on display outside is adding on to that. That's an addition. And do you know, it ties nicely to your other food rule of yeah. don't set yourself up for disappointment exactly if the photo looks good it might not yeah. be good and then yeah exactly 
No disappointment here. No, we no, just want happiness. No. But that that's that's my final rule. I think that's a lovely final rule. And I really stick with it. Yeah. And like I said, the only time I've ever slipped is abroad. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I think it is think quite twice. easy to avoid. If yeah. you're in like the Leicester Square of Rome, yes. you're going to get a lot of pictures of food. Don't go there. Go down a back alley. Yeah. Not a dangerous one. A safe one. Go down a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Well, that's those, lovely. Those are They're my great five rules. rules. And you've done your five rules. And what a lovely way to live. That Discover your own way. Yeah. Discover your own rules. Yeah. And on that note... <laughs> my, uh, mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, well, that was episode one of Rules for Life with Beth and Helen. With Helen and Beth. And our rules. Aren't they so great, everybody? They were brilliant rules. I think everybody should copy them. Yeah, everyone should live like us. We are, you know, we are the people who run Rules for Life. So, so we know the rules. Yeah, those, these are the official ten rules that you have to live your they life They have superseded by. the Ten Commandments. Yes. Um, sure, you never thought garlic bread was going to be part of the Ten Commandments. Now it is. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to 2019. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we hope you had fun. We have got some really great guests coming up for you. We do. We've got, I'm not going to list them all now, no. but next week we've got stand-up comedian Pierre Novelli. Yes, we do. Uh, we had a really lovely chat with him a month or so ago uh, about the way that he lives his life, how he eats his food, how he, what how he, he does functions. In, yeah, what he does in cafes, all sorts. <laughs> all to be revealed. Yes, all to be revealed in episode two. So please listen next Wednesday. Yes, and go onto our page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. Like, subscribe, give us all of the things that we so all the love. longed for in our childhood. <laughs> and um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Rules for Life Pod, and Twitter, Rules for Life Pod as well. Thank you for that. Look yes. at the consistency. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't come up with a better Rules name. for Life wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we will see you next, next week for Thanks episode so much. two. Bye. Bye.